This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, guys. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to us every week, three times a week. We really, really appreciate it. And I just really want to remind you guys to please rate, review, subscribe. Also, too, on um, Thursday morning of this week, I forgot to tell Victoria, but we were approved for Pandora. We are now, and it takes, actually to be on Pandora is a lot harder than any other one. Usually they're just kind of like, yeah, sure. But like Pandora had to do some extra stuff. We are approved on Pandora. So you can now listen to us on Pandora. So please, please, please rate, review, subscribe, share with all your friends. It is really going to help us. We have big goals and dreams. We want to let you guys know soon of some of the different things that those other girls brand is going to do. And the only way to do that is with your help and support. So how you can do that, like I said, and I'm going to keep saying is rate, review, subscribe. Also too, we have a donation link that is going to be in the description. It's also on our website. It would mean the world to us if you could just consider making a donation. We are working to change culture and bring back traditional values. Not only that, we are working and we are all working together. So we really do need your help. Um, None of the money goes to us. It 100% goes to those other girls. Um, So yeah. Awesome. Ah, oh, yeah, I didn't know. So that's exciting. Yeah. Love yeah. Pandora. Yeah, I meant to tell you that, but I forgot. But now you know. Oh, yay. yay. Well, what else, what else big has happened this week? <laughs> okay. So in my own life. Um, okay. So I started back <laughs> my classes this week. So that's been interesting. How's uh, it going? Well, one of my classes about economic development. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I'm not that's economics. What, like poverty all. economics. Like that's my love. That's my passion. Like this whole line of books right here is all poverty economic books. Yeah, I think. Well, so the first chapter, well, first couple of chapters that we had to read was talking about um, economic development in um, third world countries, but they're not <gasps> called third world countries anymore. They're called. They're not called third world countries, developing countries, developing countries. Yes. And, um, that's why it's developmental economics. Yes, yes, yes. So it's called the rule of law. That's not been in the class and in the class is international development. And then the book is the rule of law and economic development. I had no idea it was going to be economics y'all. So I'm oh no, it's so cool. Like you really learn of like what, hold on, hold on. You really learn of like what, policies are best implemented to improve someone's life in a third world country so good okay that is interesting that is interesting um our essay that's due this week is about whether we um so there's like three rules of law and it's about whether that's going to help economic growth so I'm going to finish writing that up so my favorite book I actually I think my dad's borrowing it but it's called poor economics and that really outlines like what can be done in these third world countries. Um, I know um, Amarte Sin uh, wrote Development as Freedom. That's one of kind of the, he's one of the groundbreakers. But essentially, it's just the 
premise of developmental economics is just how to find jobs, like how to create jobs in these countries. And a lot of it is educating women and showing that women have a purpose other than just solely childbearing. Which is a, it's an interesting concept um, because the, a lot of the times the issues is not issues, but it's um, just not teaching proper job skills for neither the men nor the woman. And it's interesting when a woman has the ability like to have a job, it really does make the family like a lot better off. Yeah. So As, I'm sure, especially in, the, in developing countries. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. So well, yeah, so, I mean, I I wish it was. You know, I'm not the biggest online fan. Um, I wish it was more in person because we probably would have great conversations. Because that's more. I learn more that way. But maybe I'll just call you and review some of the stuff, and then be like, discuss this with me. <laughs> oh yeah, let me know if you have any like what your like essay. Like, what's your essay about? So um, this week's essay, because every week there's an essay, this week's essay is, um, are the three rules of law outlined in this book, do they help economic growth? And the rules of law, I can say them really quick, because I did find them interesting. Um, So legal rules must be written down and available to all residents. No secret laws. Rules should apply and be enforced equally and dispassionately regardless of position or statute. So nobody's above the law. And mm-hmm. then individuals have a right to have the rules that favor them enforced for their benefit. In other words, they're entitled to access justice on a non-discriminatory basis, no matter who they are and who the defendant may be. So does that help economic growth? That's the- that's interesting because a lot of the times in third world countries, the government is so corrupt. People at the top who have money are paying to get out of like jail and be able to do illegal things and i think one of the premises is that everyone's treated equally whether you have money or not to pay your way out of it yeah so i was going to come at it from like that standpoint like oh absolutely these are great these do help with economic growth it's just a matter of will the government enforce them that was yeah and that's the issue with these third world countries a lot of the times it's not enforced at all um and yeah. I mean, for a society to thrive, you do have to have a lot in order. And there has to be equal discipline for everyone. Yeah. So, no, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I love poverty economics. It's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Anything exciting happened this week well, for see, you? We moved last week, and that's why I've been MIA this week on the podcast. Oh man, I'm tired. <laughs> so we moved last week into a new place. And then I think we're finalizing the move this week. And we still have like a few more things at our old place, but our new apartment's a lot nicer. Three bedrooms. I finally have my own office Ooh. to record. We have a nice little porch that the dogs love. We're on the third floor. Um, I bought a hammock to go on my porch. So I'm like really oh. excited. I'll have a hammock. And then yeah, so like really like this week's been big about the move. Oh, I also accepted uh, I'm going to Wake Forest to get my MBA. So I have officially accepted. Yay! Look at us. Podcasters so start that, education people. Yep. So I will start that at the end of May. So that's kind of the big stuff going. Oh, and then I also got reelected as chairwoman for the Guilford Young Republicans. <gasps> Woo! That's another thing. It's been a busy Yay. week. Yeah, you've had a really busy week. <laughs> oh man. When your young Republicans chapter. What? I was just saying everyone should join their young Republicans yes, chapter. Definitely. Definitely. And especially if you're in Guilford County, I'd love to have you. Uh will you meet every third Wednesday of the month? Oh, so. you guys meet on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, duh, When do y'all Tuesday. meet? We meet Tuesdays. See, like that's, like, the issue is, like, a lot of our clubs meet on Tuesdays. Okay. And they overlap. It's, like, Tuesday and Thursdays, everyone meets. Really? Nobody meets on Thursdays. Oh, Everybody that's a big day for us. Is Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yep. That's interesting. Well, well are you ready to into our top stories? Yes, let's do it. Everyone should know about. All right. First story, and um, 
So I think last was it last week? Dr. Seuss got canceled, and then oh, this, it was last month. Was it, going. it was a while ago. Okay, anyway, a couple weeks ago, Dr. Seuss got canceled. This week, WAP was performed at the Grammys, and I know Mal has a lot to say on this, so I'm going to give it over to you. <laughs> so the reason why I put this on the docket, honestly, is just because I really do want to talk about this aspect really quick, um, and I don't want to talk too much on it because that's what I want to talk about. Like, we've talked about it enough. Um, I feel as if sometimes conservatives, we get really caught up in what we think, what um the things that are upsetting to us that we forget to talk about other stuff. Doc, I'm so tired of hearing about Dr. Seuss and WAP. We talked about WAP, I don't know, what was it, like almost a year ago? Has it been we, out that long? It's. I know um, the previous co-host and I watched it. And I told her, like, don't watch it in front of your husband. Because I watched it first. I was like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. We have to just talk about it. And I was like, wait, before you do it, don't do it in front of your husband because it's gross. So... It was at least been out since August. My whole point in saying that is we have talked about how awful it is. I am, and I said this on my Facebook, and I have a lot of people who agree with me. I am tired of seeing pictures from the performance as well, or like videos from the performance, not from people agreeing with it, from people who disagree with it. And to make their point, they're showing pictures. I don't understand like why is spreading it like, I don't get it. Like, that doesn't make sense to me to spread pictures and videos of the thing that is wrong. That just, so I think one thing that we should work on, and I would love to do an episode on this um, later on, is like discussing why things like WAP is wrong. I feel like a lot of times the conversation is Cardi B is wrong, Cardi B is evil. Where I don't think that should be the conversation. I think the conversation should be this is wrong because sexualization whether it is or sexualization objectification whether you're objectifying yourself or someone else is objectifying you is wrong and um I just think the conversation is almost never about that so I really think that we just need to start being um mindful of what we're talking about and like how long we're talking about it because there's no reason we should still be discussing Dr. Seuss. Like every, still today, I was seeing things like, can't believe they're canceling Dr. Seuss. Like, okay, okay, yeah, I, I can't believe it either. Let's, okay, what about this Equality Act? What about Xavier um, Bursa? That, Bur- what about know? the fact that this week, 2.5 million illegal immigrants are on a pathway to citizenship? Right. Why? Like that, like the Dr. Seuss said, yes, because we do need to talk about culture. That is wrong. But like we talked about it. Let's we have to move on to the next topic. Um, And I think that we don't do a good job with that. I really want us conservatives to be better with that. I want us like us to be better with that. Sometimes the weekly recap, I do feel like we talk about things later just because we hadn't talked about it yet. But if we can. But you know we're not we gonna... try to keep everything up to date on right. what happened during the week exactly and like we're not going to be talking about dr seuss two more weeks from now you know yeah. so i think and tons of political commentators we just we all have to do better yep. so that's why i just want to talk about like let's come on guys let's let's move on dr seuss what happened that's terrible wop that's awful okay but we have immigration things going on right now at the border we have um it's just somebody that we have Vladimir Putin trying to go at like a rap battle with Joe Biden, like they're beefing. Like we have so many other things going on right now. Yep. So That's speaking of that, Joe Biden <laughs> is beefing with Vladimir Putin. Uh, so President Vladimir Putin dryly wished President Biden good health on Thursday after the American leader assented to a description of his Russian counterpart as a killer and long-running tensions morphed into a furious exchange of transatlantic taunts. How old are we, guys? I think y'all are both, both of these gentlemen are old enough not to act like um, six-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, sadly, they have been elected to be leaders of two of the largest countries in the world. And so they're the six-year-olds. Like, two of the, like... Yeah strongest to strong the right word yeah countries of the world yeah Yeah. bless their hearts i mean when on instagram 
I think it's like breaking 101. I saw that they like posted or tweeted or whatever that Vladimir Putin wants to debate Joe Biden, President Biden. I was like, LOL, what? Like, like what's the, like, in, I mean, okay, we've taken international relations courses. Yeah. And everyone talked crap about how trump treated international that- relations and it's like okay so joe biden debating putin how is that not an international relations issue like the dems are saying how awful trump was how he wasn't working with our allies wasn't working with people but it, when it comes to what the democrats deem as a um enemy of the states it's completely fine and I'm sorry, why, in what world is calling Vladimir Putin a straight up killer? Like, how is that good for international relations? It's not and, like you're supposed to work together with other countries, right. especially other countries that are top countries in the world. It's like, it's different when you call like a head of a terrorist organization a killer, because as in, like United States of America, we do not deal with terrorist organizations, according to Madam Secretary. But, <laughs> but, like, you can't, like, you can't call him a killer. And I think, too, if I have this correctly, like, usually the president reaches out to all, almost all, like, the major heads of states. And Putin is one of them he has not reached out to yet. Oh, boy. But he's reached out to China a bunch. What just, and also, too, oh, I was watching um, World News and... Y'all don't get on me about the fake news, this and that. I watch it just because it's interesting. And it's good to hear both sides. Anyway, I was watching both sides. Right. So I was watching World News and they showed the clip of what Vladimir said and translated. And I don't know if just because like this Vladimir Putin, I don't know if it's just because like my I feel like my family like has talked about like my dad for whatever reason so calls russia the soviet union mm. and i don't know why he's like in his 60s i really feel well, like probably his like, whole life i think it was all but like the last like 20 years okay yeah but like 20, 30 need, years he needs been... to move on he needs to move on but anyway so like i feel like we talk about russia a lot in my family i don't know why my brother was in international relations too so i have like this like like, I, Vladimir Putin isn't somebody I would want to play around with. He's not somebody, yeah. like, I like I wouldn't joke with him. And they showed the video of him saying, like, I wish him good health. I'm not being sarcastic. And I'm like, uh... Well, here's the thing, you too. You should be scared, Joe. Like, Well, okay, here, and I will say, like, something I've learned, I'm reading, I think we've talked about this, I'm reading a book called The Culture Map, and it's understanding how people communicate in different cultures like and it's, and it's focusing more on like international business but it's like how to talk of different cultures and i my understanding is like that's just how the russian culture is they're very much a like straight to the point um very little emotion in how they talk like i mean they they have um, their emotional people like they have emotions that's not what i'm saying but like <laughs> in the talk they're not like um like when not flowery yeah. yeah like when you speak spanish like there's always like movement around and like your voice like i octave goes like up and down a bunch very passionate when you talk in like spanish but in regression it's pretty like dry straightforward even tone right. so you could actually like in like that the it could be you, it could just be like their culture and how i mean that's how he talks in my opinion he could that's possible that's not the vibe I got, but it it could also t- totally be a cultural thing. Yeah, because in I, the U.S. we're very like our voices go up and down when we get excited and like are waving our arms everywhere and like talk with our hands. Right. And- I just think in my head it was right after someone said that joe biden called him a killer so i just feel like if it had been just like a random yeah i wish him good health it would have been different but like i feel like it was right after like he was told something Mm. negative that's why i feel like it might have been like a little bit deeper yeah i could be wrong i mean you're right like culturally one of my friends was explaining to me um her family is from ukraine Mm -hmm. and when her mom had a miscarriage like you know we in our culture that's like a big thing like you're hurting you but, but you like mourn like, it. Oh, okay 
Yeah. Yeah. You mourn the mom just was super casual about like, oh, okay, that happens. Cause she was saying like over there, there's so many other things that happen that like death mm-hmm. is just like. Well, when oh, you okay. have winters like that in Russia, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's really interesting. So honestly, let's just keep looking out for that, looking at what's going to happen with that. I'm kind of on the camp of Joe Biden, please don't debate him and embarrass us. Oh, no, um, no, no. I want it. I want to see. Let, let's let's see how uh, smart and oh, not smart. Biden is a smart man. But let's see um, how cognitive he is. I'm terrified. How cognitive he truly is. I'm scared that he's going to get up there. And well, he's going to embarrass us. his own party. It's not he, us. He's yeah, going to embarrass me. He's, I, didn't elect we're Ameri- I, I didn't elect him either, but we're I Americans. So we have to root for the American because we're Americans. Oh, no. It's, this isn't Rocky for. I'm rooting for the <laughs> Russian. We, I just, uh, I hope he doesn't. But, you know, okay. So I wonder if he would have Kamala do it. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, that I would find interesting. Yeah, but then to me, that means like, that well, why aren't you doing it? Like, why have Kamala do it? Why not you? And then well, we'll be like, Ooh. well, um, let me get back to you on that. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll, we'll circle back. Um. Well, okay. So we're not going to talk about this topic this week. We're talking about next week. But I saw that um, going to Atlanta, um. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are both going to Atlanta, which is weird because they both don't usually go places after the shooting. They both don't usually go. It's usually one or the other, but they're both going hmm. for racial racial Pence and Trump would do some stuff together, right? No, I don't no. ever remember doing them going together. Like one would go, the other would go. They've done. Also, I remember. Remember them doing having stuff together in DC. Is it is it more of like a national security thing? Is why that's that's what I thought. You don't want them together because wait, are something... they on the same plane or different planes? I don't know. I just know that they're both going down, and that to me that's really fishy because usually just the president will go down, or usually mm-hmm. just the vice president because well, a there's other things going on in the country, so like maybe one person can only handle it. B, you don't want both of them in the same place because of a. Sh- if something happens yeah and then see um somebody i i think somebody needs to be in dc are they going so they are like i I think there's been like where like they staggered going but so they are going like at the same time that is is the the reported i it was on uh world news it said that they were both going together they didn't say, I don't know if they were going on the same plane, but I know they were going together to Atlanta this weekend. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. George, Georgian, Georgian, Georgianians, watch out. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder. So I'm saying that just because I'm like, I wonder if she's going um, as like a. Because so I guess in tragedy, it's usually just the president going, if I recall. Yes, if it's like but, a major, major tragedy. Right. And also, too, yes. Well, to be honest, I just remember the president talking and the vice president going. The president says something about it, and then the vice president. Because I remember, goes. so like W. Bush went down for Katrina and he went up oh, to. He did. Yeah, he was down there for Katrina. He was out there with 9 11. Um, I knew he went for 9 11. I think Biden went for Sandy Hook. Not Obama. That's what I'm, I feel like a lot of times it's like. But I think Obama sent Biden because Biden's able to. And that was one of the things is Biden's able to connect with people who are mourning because oh, of his experience sad. losing his first wife and children. Well, tra- daughter and the son later in life. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I just think it's weird that they both were coming and I thought that maybe in that same respect biden might have um kamala do the debating instead that would be interesting um that i would like to see i would like to see that well speaking of future potential presidents um and people who are not letting go and not wanting to live a life (laughs) quietly uh meghan markle is planning on running for president in 2024 
Oh, boy. So Meghan Markle is reportedly already networking with senior Democrats to help her ambitions to become the first female U.S. president. The Duchess of Sussex previously told friends about her political oh ambitions and now hopes her blockbuster Oprah Winfrey interview will strengthen support in the U.S., sources told The Mail on Sunday newspaper. She has been openly networking among senior Democrats to help build fundraising teams and a campaign for the White House, according to the senior UK politician who served under former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair and has close ties to Washington. So, okay. I, you go. I you first go. thought, and actually Sebastian brought this up, it's like, if she runs for president and Harry does any sort of campaigning for her, isn't it technically a foreign government getting involved in her election? Hmm. Isn't it? You would think. One would think. One would think. One would think. Um, but no, the Democrats aren't talking about that. No, of course not, because it's someone that the left, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. all Democrats, because I feel like a lot of Democrats are going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> because my that was my initial thought. I giggled for a second, then I went like, wait, what? Like, well, I'm a little confused because you would think the front runner, because I think Biden's already said he has no intentions to run in 24. He wants to be a one-term president. And so that would tell me the front runner would be Kamala Harris. Yes. And I really don't see any other Democrat going up against Kamala Harris because she's essentially poster child for the Democratic Party, female, yeah. minority, already has the experience of being VP. I really don't see anyone else being able to run. And if Megan's actually as serious as it seems, like if she's really seriously considering this, I don't see anyone in the DNC telling her you need to run. That's why I low-key feel like maybe this is just like one of those things where I'm just testing the waters. How will people feel? Or she's just getting ready for 2028. Okay, but maybe she's wanting to run for Senate. Um, does California have any Senate seats up in 24? I don't know. Oh, and see about their governor, maybe even. Oh, she would be good because the governor is pretty much about to get ousted. Yeah, see the governor, maybe. Um, and then also, too, okay, so thought just ran through my head. If Kamala is a oh, front runner, sorry, they're gonna have to fill Kamala's seat. I don't think they filled it. Oh no, but they, <gasps> they already, ha- sorry, they've already picked someone. Oh okay, so, so they Kamala, haven't filled the seat. Oh no, Kamala's seat would actually be up open in twenty four. Hmm, so interesting. I don't think it'll be an open seat per se, but the person would be um, running essentially for the first time interesting interesting uh so uh this is just a thought when you said that kamala is definitely the front runner that means who like thinking politically wise you know we don't go by identity politics but thinking politically wise we would need to have a woman yeah i would imagine we would need to have a woman. i mean i i've pretty much known Kamala it's going to be the front runner ever since it came out that Biden has no intentions to run for a second term yeah it makes sense like the VP is usually always the front runner yeah I mean Biden was a VP at one point Biden was a VP uh LBJ was a VP um I mean not necessarily they're gonna win but they'll be the front runner in a primary yeah. Because I know, like, Al Gore did not beat Bush. Um, well, I guess uh, H.W. Bush was a VP and then became president. Yeah. Wow. So, 2024. Huh, y'all, we thought 2020 was a d- tough It's going to be interesting on both sides. Both if, sides. If there's essentially an open seat. It's going to be interesting on both sides. Open seat for... President. Because Tucker yeah. would be an open seat because he yeah. would not be seeking re-election. If I just... It's going to be so interesting if it's like Kamala versus... I'll just say, because Candace Owens teased. 
Mm-hmm. If it was Kamala versus Candace, oh Candace Owens, that would be so stressful. That'd be I so mean, entertaining. Can you imagine the political so ads that go out against Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh. I, I mean, just thinking about it, like, whew, that would be a time and a half. But I would also, I, I'd love to I see mean, there's debate. rumors that Trump's looking at earning again, and that would be entertaining to see them Kamala debate each other. Trump that would be entertaining each other that would be really I just want a good debate I was very disappointed in Biden's debate yeah um and Trump kind of held back in my opinion too but I I agree I want a good debate I think Kamala and Trump would be a really good debate and I think Candace and Kamala would be yeah an amazing like Heck, I want that today. Candace and Kamala, come on the podcast. And- yeah, Candace, uh, leave Cardi B alone. And let's uh, debate Kamala. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to come on the podcast. Um, we would love to facilitate it. Um, God, that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, but yeah, I would. That would be very interesting. Yeah. But anyway, Megan, um, I just can't see her if Kamala, it wouldn't make any sense for her to run in 2024 Mm-mm. if Kamala Harris is going to be the front runner or well, is going to run at all. <laughs> if if she struggled handling being in the royal family in the UK, I don't understand. I don't see how she would be able to be president. Because yeah. that's a lot more responsibility, a lot more decision making. I mean, not and knocking not- her or anything, but all she had to do is just show up and look pretty. And like, right. yeah, like I think she got beat up by the press. Though, I mean, yeah, it's a, it was a lot of like mental health. Um, but now it's dealt be with mental health and actual work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and-, and and not like I just don't see. Just her, like, if she struggled with what happened in the UK, that's nothing compared to how you can get treated as president here. I mean, look what, I mean, I don't think the media would attack her like they attacked Trump, but. Right would, 100%. Yeah, the right would. I mean, they already have, and all she did was get on. All she did was interview Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, all she did, right. And they've already attacked her. Well, here's the other thing. And I think something that is probably the most important thing to me is what, like, experience does she have? Like, what what policies was she? Well, like, and then you can say the same thing about Trump, but the difference between her and Trump is Trump was a businessman and knew how to get things done. And granted, like, I know as an actress, you can have businesses, but you essentially hire a business manager to handle all your businesses. You're yeah. not the one actually running it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I asked the same questions when Trump was running the primary. I mean, when, you know, he won, like, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, here. But like, I think that's a fair, I, I don't, you know, I know it's, yeah, I think it's a fair question to ask. <laughs> I just, like, I'm concerned if she struggled. I mean, this is what, okay, if I was primarying her, this is what I would go talk her on. It's like, look, you struggled in the UK. And, like, we understand that. And we, it was awful about what happened to you in the UK. But if you could not handle that mentally, being president would be 10 times harder. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to be able to handle that mentally? How can the voters and the American citizens trust you and know that you will do what's best for the country and you're not going to have, and you're not going to just step away and leave like you did in the UK? Yeah. Wow. And there we go. And, and that the- is how Meghan Markle gets out of the primary. Yeah. We welcome DNC, Democratic primary candidates. Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand how or why she would do that. Honestly, <laughs> I think this is just a rumor, and I I really don't see her running in 24. And to me, yes, she they're claiming they want a quiet life. But that's which not I a don't quiet believe life. them. But that but I don't believe them. But I don't see her wanting to be president i think some i think what happened it it got leaked that she was having discussions with the dnc about doing fundraising opportunities for them because she's a democrat we know that and i think people to get a political story making claims that she's looking at running for president 24 
Ooh. So I think it's just her talking to the DNC about what she can do to get more involved. I don't see her politically. I, I just don't see her being a political person. Like she's, Me I mean, she said stuff about like race theory. Um, but it, it, she didn't like the pol. Like essentially, like I hate to say, but like the tabloids in the UK, that's, that's politics. The way they treated her, that's politics. I mean, it's not fair the way they treated her versus Kate. But welcome to being a Republican in the U.S. That's politics. Mm-hmm. Well, good point. Yeah. So, yeah, I think story? she was just talking to the fundraiser, to be honest. I don't think it's anything serious. That's a, I That never crossed my mind. And that's why I'm glad we do this together. Because you <laughs> think about things I don't think of. Yep. Well, our final story. And this was something that came out, I think it was last week. But because I was MIA last week, we didn't talk about it. Um, an article from Slate has gone viral titled, I don't want my wife to become a stay-at-home mom. So this dad wrote into their parenting, um, parenting like, ask me column type things. Like one of those, like, ask so-and-so parenting column and goes, I don't want my wife to become a stay-at-home mom. The dad complains that his wife has changed her mind about going back to work after having a baby. Feminists are defending the husband who thinks his wife staying home makes her less ambitious, sorry, and therefore less attractive. Several prominent feminists have used it to promote the idea that staying home isn't ambitious and sets a bad example for your children. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I just was like, if, if my husband wrote a letter to Slate... To a newspaper saying, what do I do? My wife doesn't want to go to work. I am now the breadwinner in the family. I would be like, honey, we can't talk about this in the bedroom. Like, I, like, like, you need to give grace to this woman. Like, I mean, honestly, for for me personally, I want to keep working. I want to be a working mom. Um, but if, and like my mom was kind of the same way, but after having my little sister, she's like, I want to stay home. Like I want to be there as my kids grow up, you'll only get one chance at this. Like everyone can change their mind. Yeah. And as long as you financially can do it, who cares? Exactly. Why can't you talk to your wife about this instead of a newspaper? Exactly. I'd be, first of all, she knows who, like, oh, she knows I her would husband. be so pissed if Sebastian did this. Cause you would know what your husband writes. Like, you would probably read the same things your husband reads. So she was probably sitting there reading that and was like, wait a second, that's Jimmy. Yeah. So another thing that I just, you know, we recorded. So this is our third episode recording tonight. Um, and earlier tonight we recorded one, um, we were talking about like feminism and that is, this is part, part of the reason why I am uncomfortable using the label feminist because of the idea that like, we can't have it all. That's the whole feminine, the the 21st century feminist idea is females cannot have it all. Women cannot have it all. Right. You better believe I'm going to have my my loving family, my loving husband, my kids, and I'm going to be able to have an incredible career. If yes. Amy Cummy Barrett can do it, so can Victoria King. Yes, absolutely. And the idea that, and I feel like it's very anti-children. It's anti, mm-hmm. it's not, and it's anti-family. Yeah. Um, that's oh, why, is, sure. yeah, that's why it makes me uncomfortable saying that these 21st century feminists, because of this exact, I just can't imagine sitting there telling a woman like the and also too oh you want to stay home with your children and help raise them because you love your children and you want your children to be productive members of society Ooh, how evil and terrible that it like I just can't imagine sitting there telling someone that and I also think it's kind of a really bad trope to sit here and say that like stay-at-home moms are lazy the yeah. same moms I know are not lazy. Can I read you? I'm sorry. Can I? I'm like reading what he wrote now. And oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Read Can it, I read it. you the article, like his letter? Yes, let's All do right. it. <clears throat> Story time, guys. Okay. Dear Care and Feeding, I am a new father to a beautiful 10 month old girl. 
My wife's company has a generous maternity leave policy, and she's been at home with our daughter since the birth and is scheduled to go back to work just after her first birthday in January. She recently told me she doesn't want to go back to her job and want to be a stay-at-home parent instead. I asked her why, and she said she enjoys being a mother too much to leave our daughter to go back to work when she doesn't need to. This, this is such a departure from our plans before the baby was born. She has a good job that she enjoyed before going on leave and has always been adamant that she wanted to continue working even after becoming a mom. We met when we worked at the same company many years ago, and one of the things I was most attracted to was her ambition and uh, tenacity. We can't talk tonight. It's really surprising to hear that her career isn't that important to her anymore. Honestly, I don't want her to quit her job. She earns about the same as I do. And while we can make ends meet on my income alone, it would impact our ability to save and we'd need to give up one of our cars and cut back on extras that make life more enjoyable. I also just don't want a stay-at-home wife. I really admired my wife for her work ethic and I want her to set a good example for our daughter too. Seeing her give up is like really disappointing. I gently asked her if she thought her change in attitude could be related to a possible mental health issue or postpartum oh depression, but she didn't take that well. She says she only cares about our daughter, and that's where all her energy needs to go right now, and, and that if I love her, I'll let her do this. I do love my wife, and I'm not interested in divorce, but I'm seeing a whole new side of her that I just don't like or admire. What should I do? Signed, suddenly the breadwinner. <laughs> To be honest, I'm like, he's a little lazy. It sounds like he wants Well, that's my thing. It's like, okay, so why can't you bust your chops? Yeah. And get a promotion, make more money. It sounds Mm -hmm. like, like, I'm sorry, but as a working mom, that's a lot of work. It's like two full-time jobs. Not only are you taking care of the kids, but you're also taking care of the household, as well as doing your normal nine to five. Like, I saw my mom do it when I was a kid. She ended up going back to work when both my sister and I were, like, in grade school. So I was, like, middle school. My sister was in elementary school. And my dad was – and my dad worked from home. So essentially my dad was, like, a stay-at-home parent because he was at home. But – I just – Oh, really? Go ahead. I'm just, (laughs) I'm so disappointed in this husband. I think the thing, I think you, when you were reading, you said something like, and she wants to stay home because she loves our daughter and wants to spend time with her. More than anything else. More than, yeah. I'm sorry, but like a parent. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Like a becoming a parent changes you. Yeah, exactly. Like you, and not only is a woman affected hormonally, her body changes, but it's also like. Your priorities shift. Your priorities shift. Like you don't realize, and I'm not a mom, but oh my God, my little dog babies. (laughs) Like. That's how I feel about my teddy bears. Like, <laughs> like it's just, and like Sebastian's like, you love the dog more than me sometimes. And he's joking, obviously. But I'm like, no, it's like, it's different because it's like, she's my firstborn child. Yeah. And I can't imagine how I'm going to be, how much like a child. And that's what like parents say. It's like, you don't realize what true love is until you have a child. And yeah. you understand that. And I think that's where she is, is like, you, you just don't like your priorities to change and it's like and it's okay, I can't like, imagine how much I love my dogs and I I just can't imagine like because I look at them as my kids to be honest like <laughs> they're my babies but I just can't imagine like when Sebastian and I have kids someday like how much I'm gonna love those kids yeah and and I just I think part of being married, once again, not married, so I could be wrong, but I feel as a part of being married is growing together and yes. changing. A lot of people say the person I married, like a lot of old people say the person I married is not the same person I'm with today. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a shift. And I just, I think the idea and accepting of, the other person when they do grow and change. Exactly. And I think the idea of um, now she's, like he implied like now she is lazy and no longer ambitious because she wants to take care of our children I think that also goes to uh the idea of what's a priority and what's important in our culture mm-hmm. and I, a lot of people have been tweeting this lately and it could be in response to this article but there's it's like the idea of like what's radical now is getting married having children buying land and homeschooling your children and teaching them not to 
like pay attention to the government something like that and I feel like it is kind of radical now because I mean the idea that you want to stay home and love your children and because you love your child is like we like you could be having a mental health crisis that yeah. I mean also too and like I know there I is cannot like believe a, you said that yeah I I mean I know there's like a thing of like being first-time parents like you are worried about leaving your kid like yeah. your child and like I, I get that part but I don't and like there is I mean postpartum depression is a real thing and, and absolutely even the way like even though it's coming from his perspective and the way he's describing it like I really don't think that's what it is at all Um, from the information from what we have the limited information we have that is not it and it is insulting and awful that he would even imply that that was it yeah um so bad for homegirl me too lost my train of thought oh I also wonder too and I think like this last year I can, I mean, I can't imagine having a kid in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. But I could also, like, I mean, I feel like my priorities have changed this past year. Like, the pandemic taught all of us that, look, like, we need to slow down. We need to appreciate our loved ones. We need to take the time to learn to make the bread. We need to take the time to learn a new skill. Um, Just take the time to be present with your loved ones. And I wonder, too, if that's something that, happen with her is that it's like look like oh yeah your career is not everything enjoying the time you like the little time you have with your family um being making sure everyone's healthy um stuff like that like that's the real stuff that's important not necessarily your career yeah wow yeah that was a very interesting interesting take of his uh, yeah, I'd be very and upset I think, if Brian and I, I'm like reading kind of the response from them um it, and then it goes it looks like you're looking at this question in a rather reductive self-focused kind of way and about a lot of information about why your wife feels the way she does the decision to be a stay-at-home parent if one is privileged enough to have the option is not forcing them due to under or unemployment or pandemic that's closed schools, buildings across the country is obviously complex and different for everyone. It's not as though this country gives parents the best options or support. Okay, they just went on a little rant, but um, I know I was like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah, having a stay-at-home parent might not be the most practical decision in your family's case. And I also hear that you also admire your wife's ambition, which is not a bad thing, but it seems unnecessarily harsh to refer to her as possibly not returning to work as giving up, and it would imply that means she's no longer. Uh, setting a good example for your child. I'm also concerned that you admit to admiring even liking her less based on this choice. So even though they had a liberal Lizzie moment, they came back around. Yeah, that last line sentence I agree with. Yeah. But yeah. it spoke a lot to his character too. About and about what he values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like the author said, it is very concerning on his part that he only cares about her for her. It seems like he only admires her for her working hard. And it's like, are you not working hard? Like, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. sounds like, it, to me, it sounds like she was making the most money, and now um, he wanted to enjoy their luxury. And he, and he was, like, enjoying the fruits of her money. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know what? She's worked her butt off. Let she her gave have birth to wants. a child. Yeah, and she gave birth to a child. Like, she that met, is, you, she her body, like... World. What yeah. did you do besides providing your boys? Yeah, for That's real. That's not even the hard thing. For real. Yeah, this guy sounds like a, a lame. I was going to say a He loser, sounds like a POS. Yeah. A soy boy, if you will. I bet he has a man bun. Really? I feel like I feel like he has a gut. A beer no, belly. I'm picturing him as like a very hippie dippy lifestyle. Really? I don't yes. picture that at all. I well, like a very feminine man. Okay. Maybe. Like, like maybe he enjoys yeah, he like I can see his wife being like very business professional, like hair slicked back. She's like a boss babe. And he's enjoying the fruits of his wife working hard. And he, he works But they worked at the same company though, right? Um, not anymore. 
Not anymore. Oh, okay, they okay. met. But I can oh. see him being like, yeah, like I really enjoy going to my $100 a class hot yoga with my man bun up. But mm-hmm. if my wife doesn't work anymore, then I can't go to that. Yeah. I have yeah. to get to work on time. He's definitely um, soy boy, and it's like, beta okay, like, male. And it's like, it's just, it just frustrates me. It's like, this is between you and your wife. Like, she like being a stay-at-home mom is a hard job. Mm-hmm. It, it is. An, I mean, being a mom's another job altogether. Mm-hmm. So if she just wants to have one job and that's being a mom, then just let her do it. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. It's late and I feel myself fading. So I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um. And this is when I thrive, so that's why I'm chatty. Yeah, I feel like you've chatted. It's literally gone me, me talking a lot, us in the middle, and now you. Because, yeah, I'm usually asleep by now, or at least trying to be asleep. Yeah. Um, But thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> is there anything, was that our last story? Yes, that's it. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Please sign up for our summit coming up. Like I mentioned earlier, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks so much for coming along this journey. If you have any, also too, um, I'm doing live chats with Mal on Wednesday, on Wednesdays. And it's kind of, it's really fun. And it's becoming to be like more than just me and like one other person now. So come and join live chat as I talk about just random-ish going on in the world. Um, Submit a question. Also, too, if you want us to talk about any topics uh, during the weekly recap, you can always tell us, too. We would yep, love that. and then we have our Thursday series on Republican values. Let us know what you want us to touch on next. We've touched yeah. on taxes, immigration. I would imagine probably health care, I feel like, would be next week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, and if there's a particular topic you really really want us to touch on please reach out let us know yep all right bye everybody all right bye guys thank you for listening to those other girls with mallory and bailey make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.